Welcome to Win the Day. I'm guest pastor Tom Rempel, and today we're going to be introduced to the game changer for spiritual living. Solomon said in Proverbs 27, 6, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Or whoever rebukes a man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with his tongue. Proverbs 28:23. Here in Galatians chapter 3, verses 3 and following, the apostolic pen drips with frustration. I am astonished that you have so quickly deserted him who called you in the grace of Christ. And then he goes on to say, And, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Grace versus works is contrasted in the hearing with faith to the works of the law has been his theme. So Paul continues his passionate pastoral appeal. Are you so foolish, that is, unthinking, undiscerning, lacking perception? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law or by the hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. He opened his argument with faith over works, salvation, with a pair of rhetorical and penetrating questions. Who has bewitched you? And did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And now in rapid-fire fashion, Paul poses four more questions, which if logically answered, will affirm his proposition that salvation and all of its ongoing benefits are received and enjoyed not by meritorious devotion to the demands of the law, but rather by the simple hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and the works miracles among you, does he do so by the works of the law or by the hearing with faith? Or just as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. Paul picks up two themes from the previous two verses. Uh, the matter of the working of the Holy Spirit in their lives and the reproof for their spiritual laziness, thus leading to failure to be discerning. Question number three is, are you so foolish? He picks up with his stern indictment from the verse one of our chapter of Foolish Galatians to clearly declared and describe necessary substitutionary sacrifice of Christ on the cross is the theological foundation for a salvation that is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone. Changing from simply trusting in Christ's finished work to resting their confidence in their own work was to declare that Christ suffered, bled, and died for no purpose at all. Think about the implications of what you are doing, Paul said. Are you so foolish? His question number four is, Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? In gracious manner, the apostle here affirms his confidence that their initial response of faith in the gospel preached was authentic. So he does not directly question their regeneration and their justification, 
but rather shifts his focus to their sanctification. You see, biblical salvation involves three essential parts. There is the faith in Christ that regenerates. The biblical term is justification. The record of offenses against the holiness of God in his perfect law is erased by simply trusting in Jesus. But the second aspect of our salvation is Paul's point of address here. That is sanctification. This is the ongoing daily process of becoming more and more like Christ Jesus in our character and our behavior. So he asked, are you making the radical changes in what you are by depending on the strength of your flesh, which has time and again been proven impotent against sin? Or is it the active work of the indwelling Holy Spirit that is producing victory over temptation? Question number five is, did you suffer many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Here the writer subtly suggests that they take a serious look at the authenticity of their previous profession. You said you believed. The cost of such commitment has been high. Many have lost family, possessions, even some of their health. If being good could have saved their lost souls, why pay such a price? And question number six was this. Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by the hearing with faith? Again, the apostle affirms his confidence in the reality of their salvation by pointing out the experiences that validate the Holy Spirit's presence in them and among them. As Paul wrote to the Romans, his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Whatever other evidences they had witnessed of the Holy Spirit come into them, the initial assurance of the soul confirmed the authenticity of their faith alone, saving, and apparently some of the miracles that accompanied Paul and Barnabas' initial ministry among them had continued to be seen. Because the power for those was not in the messengers of the good news, but in the presence of the Spirit, Again, Paul argues that if they were thinking with clarity and discernment, they would quickly conclude that the law could never do the work that only the Spirit can accomplish. Then Paul reminds them that over 400 years before Moses in his ministry of delivering the written law to God's people, a salvation by faith alone had already been established. Here he references Genesis 15 and the day that Abraham came face to face with the human impossibility of fulfilling the promise of God. As he rapidly neared his hundredth birthday, and now 25 years after the first embracing of the promise of God, when God restated his plan that an entire nation of people were to come from the loins of Abraham himself, the aging saints simply believed and that singular act was removed all the failures and offenses that he had committed against God's holy character. On that day, God legally declared Abraham to be righteous. John R.W. Stott rightly stated, the Holy Spirit is not our goal, but our source. The game changer in spiritual living is the indwelling presence and the unleashed power of the third person of the Godhead, that is, the Holy Spirit. Paul reasons that their having heard the account of Christ's death for their sins, coupled with their own experiences on their spiritual journey, should have been sufficient insight to lead them to rejecting the teachers of the legalist.
Christ's death for you and for me is an established fact. His life becomes our life simply by faith in Him. And that same faith that gave us His life is the faith that will daily make us less like ourselves and more like Jesus. The law makes demands and bids us to obey. The gospel makes promises and bids us to believe. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you'd like to go even deeper, join us in Go Tandem. Go Tandem is our spiritual fitness app to help you move closer to Jesus each and every day. So download Go Tandem on your mobile device. Oh, and by the way, this service we offer is at no cost to the user or even to the churches who benefit, but it does come at a real cost. Would you consider partnering with us at backtothebible.org? That's backtothebible.org.